Hi there. We're Dr. Luffy and Dr. Leah. You're listening to the Medical and Dental Podcast. Luffy is a medical doctor and Leah is a dentist. We're sisters who are both based in Melbourne. Our podcast will discuss medicine and dentistry, but we'll also touch on other topics such as current affairs, lifestyle, health and fitness, and everything in between. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to the Medical and Dental Podcast. This is Episode 6, and today we'll be discussing cervical screening. In Australia, Women's Health Week is held in September, and it's a nationwide campaign that is centred on improving women's health and helping you to make healthier choices. We are two women working in healthcare, so this next topic is dedicated to the ladies. Today we'll be discussing cervical screening tests. In Australia, two yearly pap smears were replaced with five yearly cervical screening tests on the 1st of December 2017. Over the years that I have been in general practice, the women who I have seen who were found to have high-grade changes to the cervical cells or who were found to have cervical cancer were women who had not kept up to date with their pap smears. We can't screen for all cancers, but cervical cancer is one of the cancers that we can screen for. And as long as you have regular cervical screening tests, as recommended by your doctor, any abnormal cervical changes can be detected early, therefore preventing the development of cervical cancer. Here are some important facts about cervical screening tests that you should know about. So what is a cervical screening test? A cervical screening test is a quick and simple test used to check the health of your cervix. It looks for human papillomavirus infection, also known as HPV, that can cause changes to your cervical cells and may lead to cervical cancer. 99% of all cervical cancers are caused by HPV, but not all HPV infection will lead to cervical cancer. That may sound a bit confusing, so let's talk a bit more. Firstly, about HPV. What is it and how it's spread? Human papillomavirus, HPV. What is it and how is it spread? Human papillomavirus or HPV is the most common sexually transmitted infection. HPV is different from HIV, which is human immunodeficiency virus. And it's also different to HSV, which is herpes simplex virus. HPV is a very common infection that is spread by genital skin-to-skin contact during sexual activity. Because it is spread by skin-to-skin contact, anyone who engages in genital skin-to-skin contact with a person of any gender can become infected with HPV. Because HPV is sexually transmitted, If you have multiple sexual partners, or if you have a sexual partner who has multiple other sexual partners, this may increase your risk of becoming infected with one of the high-grade HPV types that can lead to cervical cancer. How common is HPV? HPV is so common that 80% of people will have HPV at some stage in their lives. 
You may not know that you have it though, because your immune system will usually clear the infection from your body without causing any symptoms. In some people, however, HPV infection may persist and it can cause changes to the cervical cells. This can then lead to cervical cancer. Are there different types of HPV? Yes, there are more than 150 different types of HPV. Some HPV types cause warts that you get on your hands and feet. Others cause more serious infections and can lead to cancer. There are 40 HPV types that spread through sexual contact. Some of these HPV types can cause health problems including genital warts and cancers such as cervical cancer, genital cancer, vulval cancer and oral cancer. We will talk about HPV again in more detail in a future podcast, but for today we will focus on how HPV relates to cervical screening tests. The HPV types that lead to cervical cancer include high-risk types, including type 16 and 18, which cause 70% of cervical cancers, and type 31, 33, 45, 52, and 58. And then you have low-risk HPV types, such as HPV 6 and 11, which cause about 90% of genital warts, which rarely develop into cancer. So which HPV types are tested for in the cervical screening test? The high-risk HPV types are tested for in a cervical screening test. In particular, HPV types 16 and 18 are tested for as they are associated with approximately 70% of cervical cancers. These HPV types are also more likely to progress to cervical cancer than other cancer-causing HPV types. So if HPV type 16 or 18 are detected in your cervical screening test, your doctor will refer you to a gynecologist for another test called a colposcopy. A colposcope is an instrument that looks a bit like a microscope, which can look at the cervical cells in a lot more detail. A cervical screening test will also look at other high-risk HPV types. These HPV types are pulled into one group labelled not HPV type 16 or 18. If one of these HPV types are detected in your cervical screening test, the lab will automatically look at the cells of the cervix to see if the HPV infection has caused any changes to the cells of the cervix. Depending on these results, your doctor may either recommend that you have a repeat cervical screening test in 12 months to see whether your body is able to clear the infection itself, or your doctor may recommend that you then see a gynecologist for a colposcopy. So how is a cervical screening test performed? A cervical screening test is performed in a similar way to a pap smear. The procedure is performed by a GP, family physician, gynecologist or nurse in their consulting room. It is a fairly non-invasive procedure and does not involve any needles or any anaesthetic. A cervical screening test should not be painful but it may be uncomfortable for some women. Your doctor will ask you to lie on your back with your feet together, your legs bent and your knees apart. The doctor will then gently insert an instrument called a speculum into your vagina. The speculum holds your vagina open and makes it easier to see your cervix. The doctor will then use a small brush which sweeps up a sample of cells from the cervix. Being as relaxed as possible will reduce the level of discomfort during a cervical screening test. 
Avoid holding your breath as this will actually cause the walls of your vagina to tense up and make the procedure more uncomfortable. The cervical screening test itself does not take a long time to perform. How long does it take for cervical cancer to develop? It usually takes 10 to 15 years for a HPV infection to develop into cervical cancer. So as long as you make sure you have a cervical screening test every five years, if you are found to have a HPV infection, it can be managed effectively before it develops into cancer. In Australia, since December 2017, it is now recommended that you have your first cervical screening test from the age of 25 years if you have ever been sexually active. If, however, you are under age 25 and you have had a previous abnormal pap smear, you should discuss this with your doctor whether you need to have a cervical screening test earlier than age 25. All women aged 25 years and over who have ever been sexually active should have regular cervical screening tests. This includes women who have been vaccinated against HPV, haven't been sexually active for a long time, have had sex with only one partner, have only had sex with women. HPV is an infection that is passed on through genital skin-to-skin -skin contact. So you may still be exposed to HPV infection even without having penetrative intercourse. So when can you stop having a cervical screening test? The previous recommendation in Australia was that women have their last pap smear at age 69. This has now changed. A final cervical screening test called an exit test is recommended between the ages of 70 to 74 years. So for any women within this age group, if you haven't yet had a final cervical screening test, you should see your doctor to discuss this further. If the exit test is normal, you will then no longer have to have any further cervical screening tests, unless of course you develop any symptoms in the future. In that instance, we would recommend that you see your doctor as soon as possible for further assessment. So how often do you need a cervical screening test? If your cervical screening test is normal, you will be due for your next cervical screening test in five years. If you are found to have a HPV infection, you may need to have another cervical screening test in 12 months time, or you may be referred to a gynecologist for further tests. If you are not yet due for your next routine cervical screening test, but you develop symptoms such as abnormal vaginal bleeding or pelvic pain, we would advise that you see your doctor and discuss whether you need your next cervical screening test earlier than last scheduled. So what are the symptoms of cervical cancer? If you have HPV, you will not usually experience any symptoms because your immune system will generally be able to fight off the infection before you develop any symptoms. In some people, however, HPV may persist and may lead to changes in the cells of the cervix. Smoking may contribute to persistent HPV infections. If you have early changes to the cells of the cervix, this may not result in any symptoms either. If you keep up to date with your cervical screening, an HPV infection alone or a change in the cervical cells would not usually cause any symptoms. If, however, an HPV infection has led to cervical cancer, you may experience the following symptoms. These symptoms include unusual or abnormal vaginal bleeding, such as bleeding between periods or bleeding after you have already gone through menopause, bleeding during or after intercourse, 
pain during intercourse, abnormal vaginal discharge, and pelvic pain. It can take 10 to 15 years for an HPV infection to develop into cervical cancer. But as long as you have regular cervical screening tests every five years, or more frequently if your doctor has recommended this, your doctor will be able to detect any changes to your cervix before it turns into cancer and before you experience any of these symptoms that we just listed. Over the years that I have been in general practice, the women who I have seen who were found to have high-grade changes to the cervical cells or who were found to have cervical cancer were women who had not kept up to date with their pap smears. We can't screen for all cancers, but cervical cancer is one of the cancers that we can screen for. And as long as you have regular cervical screening tests, as recommended by your doctor, any abnormal cervical changes can be detected early, therefore preventing the development of cervical cancer. So how effective is the cervical screening test? It's expected that the change from pap smears to cervical screening tests will protect up to 30% more women from cervical cancer. So Luffy, mm -hmm. if I've had the cervical cancer immunization, mm -hmm. do I still need to have the cervical screening test? Yes, whether you have had the cervical cancer immunization or not, you will still need to have regular cervical screening tests. The cervical cancer vaccine, so Gardasil, only protects you from some of the high-risk HPV types that can cause cervical cancer, but not all of them. Also, if you were already sexually active before you had the Gardasil vaccination, you may already have been infected by one of the HPV types. So having regular cervical screening tests would be important to ensure that your body clears the infection. We want to encourage everyone to stay healthy. And with this podcast especially, we hope to improve women's health. And we really hope we've helped you to understand cervical screening tests and the importance of regular screening. So why not check if you're up to date and book in your next cervical screening test? And that brings us to the end of episode six. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed episode six of the Medical and Dental Podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes or share and subscribe to stay up to date with our uploads. Always remember, healthy mind, healthy body. See you next time.